Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Suplexes, Scores, and Safe Points, your home for all things wrestling, sports, and video games. It is another glorious start to the week, and that means it's time for sports. I am Ryan, and I'm finally being joined after a long week. I'm finally got my co-host back. My brother, he just got back from Florida. It's Nathan. Back to life, back to reality. <laughs> All, All right, right, let's do this. Welcome to Scores. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got some NFL news to discuss. We've got, of course, we're going to be hitting the NCAA tournament as we are into the final four in the men's and almost to the final four in the women's. We've got two games tonight. Uh, we're also going to be talking NBA, NHL, MMA, NASCAR, all the, the sports. So, what would you like to talk? Or blah, 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 blah. what would you like to start with, good sir? Uh, we got to go. We got to go NCAA because Ryan, I feel like I have traveled back in time to the mid two thousands because uh, the Final Four is a little bit uh, resemblant of years past. It hasn't been like this in a um, while. Yeah, this is not what I expected. I figured the parody this year was pretty good, and we were going to have a lot of different teams in the Final Four, but this is straight out of 2007. Um, we'll get into the games that happened. We're going to go from the Sweet 16 to the Final Four. Uh, Arkansas knocked off number one Gonzaga to have a showdown with number two Duke in the West region. Um Houston knocked off number one Arizona and Villanova knocked off number 11 Michigan. They will, they met into the lead eight. Uh, number eight, North Carolina, who came off a win against Baylor, then beat number four UCLA and St. Peter's with their run all the way to the elite eight as they took on North Carolina. And then it was Kansas and Miami in the Midwest. Uh, the lead eight matchups. Duke beat Arkansas 78-69. Houston beat Villanova 50-44. Kansas blew out Miami 76-50. And then North Carolina and St. Peter's, the team that everyone wanted to win, could not get the job done. North Carolina beats them 69-49. So the Final Four is Duke versus North Carolina and Villanova versus Kansas. Yeah, those so, games are next week or this yeah, coming you Saturday. Said Bill, you, said, you said Houston beat Villanova. No, Villanova. I mean, Villanova beat Houston. Yes. Um, those games will be sat this coming Saturday, and then the national championship yeah. game will be the Monday. So let's next, talk about this real quick, Ryan. Yeah. All right. So we got we got Duke in North Carolina in the in the Final Four. Has this ever happened? Where they've met in the Final Four. Yeah. Oof. Um. Uh, let's see. I'll look that up. Um. Okay. And then on the other side, you know, we got Villanova and Kansas. All four of these teams are multi-time national champions. So. So we got we got some legacies here. All four of these teams are legacy teams in the so, NCAA. Not only have Duke and North Carolina never played in the Final Four, they have never played in the tournament against each other. Yeah, so how storybook is that? 
that in Coach K's last year, <laughs> trying to go out on top, and he meets North Carolina in the final. Um, I mean, the only way it could have been even the only way it could have been even more storybook is if they would have met in the finals. Yeah, they would have met uh, in the final. But then you look at this, they beat North Carolina. They may have to play Kansas in the final, and that's another blue blood um, you know, winning coach. Yeah. So yeah. so what do you think, Ryan? Do you think Coach K is gonna go out on top here? I will say this. Um, if he does, a lot of people are gonna be screaming that this was rigged. Um, look, <laughs> it's his final year. They've been good all year, but <laughs> I don't know if they were national champion good, but um, I think it's very plausible that they get to the finals. They have played North Carolina already, and, you know, I think they beat them twice already. So, well, no, North, Car- North Carolina beat them once because that's how they got that. That's how they got that <laughs> final spot in the top. Oh, that's right. They beat them in the final game at Duke. That's right. So, yep. Duke's obviously going to be looking for some revenge after that. Um, so that'll be a, probably a highly watched game, uh, just because yeah. of Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, Kansas, again, two blue bloods, recent blue bloods. Villanova has been, you know, good here recently, uh, making their way back in. I don't know. You got four teams that I really did not expect to get there. I had Duke. That was the only one that I had actually in the final four. That's um, only because you're a Duke Um, but I did not expect North Carolina to come out of the East. I thought the East was a pretty, pretty good conference, and I did or pretty good bracket there, and I didn't expect North Carolina to come out of that. Villanova, the the South was probably the like, I would say the 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 lowest bracket or side there because you know you had you had Tennessee and Illinois and Houston, but they're all kind of up and down. Um, where obviously they've proven that they were up and down, <laughs> so. <clears throat> um, Arizona was probably the weakest number one too, so Villanova had a pretty easy chance to get in, even if they would have beat Houston, which they didn't. So, um, yeah. How many times has uh, Duke won the title? Three, four. Duke is. Let's see. <coughs> Duke has won five NCAA championships. Oh my god! They are currently tied with Indiana. Um. And how many is North Carolina won three? And uh, North Carolina has, I think, three. Yeah, I think you're you're close there with three. Um, yeah. North Carolina has, <clears throat> let's see how many did that they won. And so, by tournament, they have well, if you include the really old ones, they have one, two, three, four, five, six. They won it in 57, 82, 93, 05, 09, and 17. Okay, so they at least got five. Damn. So they're both oh, and then, pretty high and on the list. And then Kansas is a multi-time champion also. And Villanova is too, aren't they? I believe so. I think they've at least won it twice. So either one of these teams winning is just piling on the championships. So they, I, I don't know, Ryan. I, Villanova, I Villanova, Villanova has – Villanova has three. Damn. And Kansas has three. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I'm I think I'm going Villanova, Ryan. That's who I'm rooting for. It's hard to root for any of these teams, honestly, because they've all been so good recently. And well, not historically. Recently. Well, historically, yeah, always. I mean, Villanova's won the most recent national championship because uh, they won it in 2018 and 2016. Um, so they are the most recent champion. Uh, Kansas won their last one in 2008. So, and North Carolina won their last one in 2017. So in between Villanova's. <laughs> And Duke's last national championship was in 2015. So, yeah, four of the, the absolute top-notch tur- uh, programs made it to the Final Four. So, yeah, Kofi. Uh, what about on the women's? Who's the, final, who's the Final Four in the women's, right? We have not actually gotten to the Final Four yet in the women's. we got two games tonight to decide the Final Four. Um, um, but South, South Carolina and Stanford are currently in. We are awaiting the finals of the final two two uh, final two games in the Elite Eight of let's see here um, UConn and NC State and Louisville and Michigan. By the way, that UConn game will be played in Bridgeport, which is twenty miles from UConn's campus. So UConn right. is going to the Final Four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Um. So in our brackets, me and your brackets, I'm pretty sure you beat me in the men's and I beat you in the women's. Um, I've got I've only got two teams in the men in the women's in the final four. Um, I only had one in the men's, so I had zero in the men's. So. Yeah. Uh, the women's I've got South Carolina and Stanford, and that's that's the only two I've got. I don't have any of the other two. Now, you may have you may have beat me there too. I don't know. We'll see. But my national champion's gone, so yeah. Also, Actually, my, my entire final game is gone. <laughs> and the women's. Uh, yeah, we had uh, Indiana and UConn battle in the Sweet 16 with UConn obviously beating Indiana. Um, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, it seems like every year UConn is either in the Bridgeport or the uh, like New York bracket and both are like really close to their home campus which is pretty ridiculous honestly yeah they're not even a one seed this year they still get home court advantage um nc state beat notre dame 66 63 louisville beat tennessee uh michigan beat south dakota so they will play uh tonight uh south carolina beat creighton in the elite eight Creighton creighton was a 10 seed uh and then Stanford beat Texas 59 to 50 to move on. So it'll be it'll be South Carolina versus the winner of Louisville and Michigan and Stanford versus the winner of NC State and UConn. Yeah, so all my all my final four teams were gone in both the men's and so I'm pretty sure you beat me in both. <laughs> uh, all right. That sucks. All, all right, right, let's move on to the NFL, Ryan. Let's get some NFL news out of the way. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is uh, uh, there's rumors that they might change the overtime. There have been some proposals out there for the overtime change. One is uh, the Tennessee. If you go down and you score a touchdown and you kick a field goal, the other team has a chance to go down and score. 
If you go down and score a touchdown and win it and hit the two point conversion, then you automatically win. The other team doesn't get a chance. What do you think about that? Um, I, look, I don't know. The overtime in the NFL has always been so different to the overtime in any other style of football that. No matter no matter what they decide, whether they keep it the way it is, whether they change it, no one's people aren't going to be happy about it. Um, I kind I think of they just play because the average okay, so the average uh, time of possession in the NFL is about five minutes. Yeah. Okay. So I say we play a good like eight to ten minutes. Just play a whole other eight to ten minutes. Whatever happens. That's what I think it should be. Um, so we had a couple of proposals. The Indianapolis Colts and Philadelphia Eagles submitted a proposal that would allow both teams an opportunity to possess the ball regardless of what happens on the first possession. As you know, the current overtime rules are if the first team scores a touchdown, game's over. If they score a field goal, the other team gets a chance. Um, the Tennessee Titans proposed that both teams have the opportunity to possess the ball unless – the first team scores a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, Mike Tomlin, who is on the NFL com- com- competition committee, said he wants it to go back to sudden death. He said that, look, basically, is what I'm going to paraphrase here, basically, you had 60 minutes to win. You can't win 60 minutes. You know? Oh, well. <laughs> Get it done. Um so, I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people were upset with how, you know, the AFC Championship game ended um, with the overtime rule. And, but, look, the Bills had – and that game is the one game where I wanted to see it continue. Most games, you're just like, I don't get this, get this game over with. Who cares? But that game, I really wanted to see if Josh Allen could go down and match Patrick Mahomes and score a touchdown to it. Um, so that game was one of the only times where I was like, man, I kind of want the overtime rule to change. Every other time it's kind of like, eh, whatever. You couldn't win in 60 minutes, you know, tough luck, I guess. Stop them one time in the game and you would have, you would have won anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's overtime. It's, it's something that I don't know. I don't know. I have a feeling they're, they're both really similar, the new proposals. I have a feeling that it'll get passed to where both teams will get a chance to win just because of the uproar that happened with all the games this year that happened on a touchdown winning the game, you know. So I assume that they'll pass it and we'll have a new overtime rule next year, but we'll see. Um, the way it is now is okay. I mean – more more times than not, though, NFL, they've gone because the Raiders and Chargers both kicked the field goal and the game continued. So there's more times where there's more than one possession in overtime than there is not. You know what I mean? Right. And most of the time, a lot of the times, the games don't just go down and score right away. There's there's right. times where they only kick a field goal or they don't get anything on their first possession. So then the team has a chance. So I don't know. I, I Going with the... With the two-point conversion thing, just seems like excessive, in my opinion. 
either make it to where they have to score a touchdown and win or make it to where both teams have a chance. Having it that they have to score two-point conversions just seems excessive and doesn't seem worth it to me. I kind of agree with that. Uh, next thing I got to talk about is my Colts um, signed uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Matt Ryan is coming off of uh, four years of losing seasons. Don't know if it's because he's getting old or if his team was not good. We'll find out pretty soon. Uh, also, uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, spent all that money and got uh, Sean Watson. And uh, so where do you think, Ryan? Where do you think Breaker Mayfield's going? Nowhere. Um, look, here's the reality. The Browns basically came out and said they want a first-round pick for Baker Mayfield, and the only way a team's going to get that up is if they're so desperate for a quarterback that they're willing to do that. He, at this point, I don't think is worth a first-round pick. If Matt Ryan and is not worth a first-round pick and Russell Wilson, I don't even think, went for a first-round, I don't know if, you know, Baker Mayfield's worth it. He's younger. He is younger, but he's a headache, and I don't know if teams are going to want to. Looking at teams that need a quarterback, obviously the Jets could make them play, the Panthers, um, maybe the Dolphins. Maybe the Dolphins, they got that new receiver. They may want to get a better quarterback there than Tua. Um, But How do you feel about some of these teams, like the Falcons and the Falcons and the – uh, Seahawks getting rid of quarterbacks that have went to the Super Bowl and bringing in Drew Locke and Marcus Mariota. I don't well, understand these tricks. Um, I think it's more to do with money than anything else. I think obviously they feel like I don't know the production has been down for Matt Ryan. Like you said, he hasn't had a winning season in a couple of years. But I don't really fully think that's on Matt Ryan. I think he hasn't had much of a team since they got rid of Julio Jones. And they haven't really had much of a team around him down in Atlanta. So, but I just think it has to do with money. I think they realize we can't keep paying them. The Russell Wilson thing threw me off because I don't know why they got rid of Russell Wilson. Because as far as I knew and all the reports that everything was fine. And that... Well, but, I mean, there was definitely backstage stuff going on, but still, still, why would you, even if you had to put up with it, why would you not want to, even if he's going to leave next year as a free agent, why would you not want him to have one more year, try to win with him? Well, obviously, they're probably going to draft a quarterback this year. Um, I think it comes down to if they really thought Russell was leaving anyway, you might as well get as much as you can out of him now before getting nothing out of him. And the they same didn't with, get much out of him. They got a couple draft picks. Um, but, yeah, obviously these teams are going to be in the market. I don't know if this draft is a draft that you want to draft the quarterback. Um, no, no shade to anyone in the draft, but this is not the best class for quarterbacks. Um, so... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what teams like Seattle, Atlanta, um, Houston now, um, these teams that got rid of their 
franchise quarterbacks what they're all going to do at the draft and then throughout the season because I think we're going to have a lot of uh, just tanking next year. <laughs> yeah, a lot of moving parts this year. It's been crazy. It's been the craziest um, offseason ever. Yeah. Uh, let's go do uh, – you got any more NFL news? I do have a couple more things. Um, NFL's now has put out a statement um, that says all teams must add minority offensive coach and expanded the Rooney rule to include women. Um, so they said that um, the quote is the coach can be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority, according to the policy adopted by NFL owners during the annual meeting. And will be paid from a league-wide fund. The coach must work closely with the head coach and the offensive staff with the goal of increasing minority participation in the pool of offensive coaches. And so now the Rooney Rule basically expands to women, so that you you can either the Rooney Rule. If you don't know what the Rooney Rule is, it's where you have to interview a minority coach for a head coaching position. Um, and so now that they include women, you can either interview a woman or you can interview a minority so look (sighs) i don't know what to say about this i don't i really don't know what to say it's good obviously we we, obviously there needs to be equal representation for all races sexes um all that there needs to be equal representation across the board so that completely on board with that um, but forcing it, I don't know if that's the right thing, but again, that's what the NFL is doing now. So uh, we're going to go with that. We'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to be much of a difference because there are a lot of minority coaches already in the NFL, either as head coaches or, um, assistants. So I don't really know how much of a difference it's going to make, um, in the big scheme of things. Uh, when it comes down to coaches. Um, And then we have another little bit of news um, out of the NFL that I'll get to real quick. Um, The Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills, after their fantastic run in the AFC championship or the AFC tournament, uh, the Buffalo Bills will have a new stadium, which has been approved by the NFL the new stadium will cost $1.4 billion. Woo! Uh, the agreement is for a 30-year lease on the stadium, and it's set to begin in 2026. Um, that new stadium will cost... That new stadium will cost state and county taxpayers $850 million. That is considered to be the largest public commitment for an NFL facility Ever. Well, they better win a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I tell you what. That's insanity. Um, that, yeah, that's crazy. So if you live in Erie County, your taxes are about to go up. <laughs> yeah. So that's all the uh, NFL news I have. All right, let's uh, let's talk World Cup, Ryan, because uh, uh, the men's national team uh, beat Panama like four to nothing uh, yesterday, 
and uh, that put them in prime position to definitely qualify for the World Cup. Uh, so that's good for the United States team. Uh, we'll see what they do in the World Cup. Uh, they haven't played the greatest this year or last year. So I get my hopes up, Ryan, but at least they're in. <laughs> Uh, this is the last year for the uh, 16 teams. Next year, or the next uh, uh, World Cup will expand to 32. Are they adding groups then? Yeah, 32. 32 teams for the probably be fucking. So they're going to have eight. eight groups? Eight groups. Eight groups, yeah. Fuck. Huh. Interesting. I think it's already quick. I think they're adding even more because I think there's already eight groups. Because there's six groups. There's six groups now, I think. Oh, okay. So it's not 16. It's like 20 people. I don't know. So now it's going, no, there's only four groups. Isn't there just group A, B, D, and C, and D? No, it goes up to eight. So there's eight groups right now. So it must be going to more than 32. Because it's not an extreme. So even more teams, so. so that's that's crazy i mean that's all I'm, I'm all happy for that more countries to get in i think there should be more countries in you know yeah some of these some of these areas like the, the one that gets the most is europe they get like 13 teams in uh the north america the americas get like six or five or six, and then Asia gets about four or five, and then, uh, and then freaking Africa gets like three. They get they don't they get shown. Kind of bullshit. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh that's your MLS or soccer. Little World Cup update there. United States got it. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to NASCAR. Was it the NASCAR up? Um, yeah. We had a series of races at the Circuit of the Americas this past weekend. And the big, the big boys, the Cup Series. Ross Chastain took home the checkered flag. Um. Hasn't he already won this year? Uh, I feel like I, I've heard his name. Um, no, that's his first win. Oh, okay. Um, Ross Chastain took home the checkered with... Crazy finish. Yes, uh, with Alex Bowman in second. Uh, Christopher Bell, third. Chase Elliott, fourth. Reddick, fifth. Brian Blaney, sixth. Martin Truex, Jr., seventh. Austin Sendrick, ninth. Eric Jones, ninth. Oh, Austin Sendrick, eighth. Eric Jones, ninth. And Austin Dillon, tenth. Um, in the other divisions here, um, the Xfinity Series, we had AJ Allmendinger take home the checkered. And in the Camping World Truck Series, Zane Smith. That is his second win of the year. Um, AJ Allmendinger, that's his first win. Right. There you go. Yeah, craziness. That ending of that math race was absolutely insane. 
Yeah, so basically, uh, Ross Chastain basically spun out the other two guys right at the end to win this thing. Pretty crazy. Oh, I kind of yeah. like it. I kind of yeah. like the dirtiness. Do what uh, you do. Also, also in this race, um, in this race, uh, uh, Joey Logano, or is it Joey Logano lost the tire? I think so, yeah. No, 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 it wasn't. It was uh it was Michael Jordan's uh Oh yeah, it was Michael uh, Jordan's uh, race Wallace, yeah. Yeah, Bubba Wallace lost the tire and apparently if you lose the tire, Ryan, that's a big no no. And uh he lost that he lost the tire and uh he is suspended for the next game or the next race. Well damn. Apparently you cannot lose tires. It is a no-no. So I guess they're afraid that tires can fly off and hit a fan or something, you know. So yeah, that is uh, that's a big penalty to take for uh, for somebody else's mistake because I'm pretty sure the tire guy is his fault for not tightening down that nut. <laughs> that kind of sucks. Uh, all right. So yeah, NASCAR, man. Uh, I, I kind of like this year, Ryan. You know, I think we got we're seeing that it's the new blood coming up here. Uh, a lot of new racers getting the wins. You know, all your your Kurt Bushes, Kyle Bushes, and stuff—they're kind of falling by the wayside. Yeah. So we're seeing the new guard. I kind of like it. New era of racing, got new cars, new drivers. Uh, let's go to uh, what else? What else happened? Oh, we had a fight night, uh, headlined by Curtis Blades, getting a knockout win over some white guy. I don't know what his name was. Uh, Dawkus, so, Chris Dawkus. Yeah, yeah, Curtis Blades uh, got the knockout win there. I don't know how I feel about Curtis Blades. He always stays in like the top five, but he never, if he gets a shot at the title, he loses. So. The heavyweight division is kind of weird. They're kind of, except for that, except for Tua, all the rest of them have been like the same people forever. So, so, uh, um, elsewhere on the fight night, uh, Alec, Alexa Grasso defeated Joanne Wood by submission. Um, Brian Barbarena defeated Matt Brown by a split decision. Kai Kara France defeated Askar Askarov by unanimous decision. Neil Magny defeated Max Griffin by split decision. And Mark Diakasi defeated Vyacheslav Borshlev Borshlev, uh, by unanimous decision. Uh, yeah, that uh, Chris Brown or Chris Brown, ah, uh, Matt Brown. Uh, he was a hometown favorite, Ryan, and uh, yeah, the crowd was not happy when he lost. There were a lot of boos in the crowd when that when when they came up with him as the loser in that split decision. They kind of thought he. I mean, it kind of looked like he lost, but still, you know. Hometown fans wanted them to get that split decision win. Uh, 
We have a pay-per-view next week. Uh, headlined by the zombie. Yeah, the Korean zombie. Uh, uh, is... He is... Is he the interim champion or the champion? So it's basically interim champion versus champion. It's title versus title. <laughs> I think currently Volkanovski is the current champion. Okay, so I'm pretty sure uh, the zombie got the interim title, I guess, because yeah. Another guy probably couldn't fight or something. We have a two-title two, two title fight, but only a four-match card on this next pay-per-view so right now. I'm not sure That's if something weird. got dumped or what. Maybe one of these prelims will get dumped up to the to the main card. But we do, like I said, we've got Volkanovski and the, the Korean Zombie for the featherweight title. Also, Aljamin Sterling will defend the bantamweight title against Peter Yan. Gilbert Burns will take on Cobsmott. Chimenev in a welterweight fight, and Mackenzie Dern and Tesha Torres will fight in a strawweight, women's strawweight fight. Yeah, only four matches right now on the main card. Um, so I think there was supposed to be something else, but I think something got bumped. Right. I think someone probably didn't make weight or something. So maybe that means like uh, one of these other matches will get bumped, you know, we'll get the good, good, good main, main card now. Yeah. It's your spotlight. I mean, boys. I'm not paying $100 for four fights. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think anybody would. Uh, let's go into uh, the NBA, Ryan. Uh, before you get into the standings of, yeah. Uh, um, are you gonna watch the Showtime Lakers show that's coming out? Um, yeah, I'll probably check it out. Um, just, it looks pretty good. It does look good. I'll I'll give it a couple episodes. See if I've been to it. Um, it looks it looks it looks it looks fine. I'll probably check it out. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll give a review of it after I watch it. Uh, let's go into the let's go into the uh, standings here, Ryan. Is it is it, I know you said the. Pacers are officially eliminated. Uh, has there been much uh, uh, juggling? Uh, not too much. Uh, Boston has taken over. Boston and Miami currently are tied for the best record in the East. Uh, they are one and two. Miami has quenched the division, uh, their division. Boston has not yet. Um, so Miami is currently the only Eastern Conference team to quench their division which means they've punched a playoff spot. They're the only team to do that so far. Um, but Boston and Miami are one and two. Uh, Milwaukee is three. Philadelphia four. Chicago five. And Toronto six. Currently in the playing tournament, we got Cleveland, Charlotte, Brooklyn, and Atlanta. And then New York and Washington mathematically are still alive. But realistically, nah, they don't got a shot. Um, yeah. They are five games back from the 10th spot, um, which is a lot. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a pretty big difference. So I don't know if they're going to make that jump. Um, in the Western Conference, Phoenix has clinched the best league record, um, which basically means they have clinched the number one seed as well. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, Oklahoma and Houston on the other side of the fence, they have been eliminated. Um, Memphis has clinched the playoff berth as well. So Memphis has actually jumped into the number two seed now. 
Uh, Phoenix is one. Uh, Phoenix is 61 and 14, by the way. Woo. Uh, Memphis, who's in second place, is nine games back. So, yeah, Phoenix has clinched the one seed. <laughs> um, Memphis is two, Golden State three, Dallas four, Utah fifth, and Denver sixth. In the play-in tournament currently, we've got Minnesota, the Clippers, New Pelicans, and the Lakers, who have fallen really fast, and they are only a game up on San Antonio, who could jump them and knock the Lakers out of the play-in tournament. Um, wow. Lakers not playing well. They've only won three games out of their last seven. Um, and this next game, uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis are reportedly going to be out. Not looking good for the Lakers. Uh, they may not make even make the play-in tournament. So, and if this right. was a normal um, year, they if this was like the old school, they wouldn't even be close to the playoffs. So. LeBron hated the playing tournament, but now it's kind of saving his ass right now this, this year. <laughs> but that's your standings. Yeah. Um, not a lot of parity in the Eastern. The Eastern Conference is kind of wrapped up. Um, Western Conference, you still got, you know, three teams playing to get into the playing tournament. They're all close, so it's still still doable for all the teams to get in. So. So, uh, do you think, uh, do you think this, uh, playing, uh, thing is going to stick around? Do you think it's permanent? Uh, yeah, I think the NBA likes it just based on, it gives them more money, more, more money. money, more, more TV, more games, more money. Um, right. so I, I think it'll stick around. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't really like it, but. <laughs> Uh, that's it's gonna stick around. Um, before we go to the big boys hockey, let's call, we don't talk college hockey, but we got the Frozen Four. Nathan has been locked in. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, the Frozen Four will be held April seventh and 9th at TD Garden in Boston. These are your four teams that have made it: Michigan, the Big Ten champions, and the number one overall seed. Minnesota State won the CCHA tournament and the regular season championship. Denver uh, won the NCHC, and Minnesota, the Big Ten's regular season champ. So two Big Ten games. All right. The Big Ten's always pretty big in uh, yeah. college hockey. Yep. So there you go. Frozen Four. I don't watch I don't watch it much, but, uh, you know, college hockey is weird because basically there's no, like, Division One, Division Two, because – there's not enough teams, so like every team, yeah. is, they're all just in together, and it's pretty crazy. You can have like a team that's really low on the totem pole, you know, win, uh, win, win the uh, Frozen Four. So that's gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up. I appreciate you all listening to uh, the podcast uh, this morning or tonight or whenever you're listening to it. As always, go follow all the social media at Sabri ENT. I'm currently working on a couple of videos for YouTube that I'm going to put up. Um, go check out the website, sssspod.com. Uh, you can check that out. See all the latest information there. Um, we'll be back at it on Thursday morning with another episode of Safe Points. We're going to be talking some video games. And then Saturday morning, we're going to be doing the big WrestleMania 
prediction show. Hopefully, we can get Jeff in on that uh, for suplexes. So, uh, yeah, thank you all for joining us on this episode. We appreciate you all listening. For Nathan, I am Ryan, reminding you to always score if you can, save if you must, but always suplex when necessary.